Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. Well, it's another Friday night. I have no pants on. It must be a new episode of Average Joe Show, episode number 34. Don't forget to check us out on the website, AverageJoeShow.com. Email is talk at AverageJoeShow.com. And, of course, on Twitter, Average Joe Show, all one word. I'm Corey Shrett, and, of course, joining me again, as always, well, except for one episode, my friend and cohort, Mr. Ward Miller. Ward, how you doing? Really good. The, the weather here in Pittsburgh is beautiful, 78 degrees today, sunny. Compared to the weather we've had before, you can't you know, can't beat it. Definitely, definitely. Um, uh, same over here, you know, like I said, we're a little little east to you and it's uh in the i think about 78 75 it's you know windows are open the uh it's not too hot not too cold you know, perfect weather this is the way spring should be i guess you're not going to say anything so we'll just have awkward silence there yeah or, I, I, there's nothing to say it's just beautiful it's about time i'm so i, I don't know where Tracy Tracy, you're in florida right so yes. when we talk about snow and stuff, you really can't understand what I'm saying. But two about two weeks ago, it was like in the you know 75, 76 on Friday, and then when I got to, up to go to work on Monday, it was 26 and snowing. So the fact that we went a whole week without snow is just amazing. It is amazing. We got your cold front. But it only got down to maybe 60 at night and then 75 during the day. Now today it was up to 90 and very humid. That, that's not our cold front. <laughs> Somebody's cold I, I, front. Our cold front is very cold. I had a cold front, but I don't know whose it was. <laughs> I think it was mine. I'm sorry. I was rubbing against you a little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much information. Okay, TMI here. Also with us tonight, if you haven't figured it out, is uh, – my uh, partner on the Talk Duo podcast at TalkDuo.com, uh, Miss Teresa Aber. Hello, Teresa. Hi, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Same old, Thanks same Thanks for old. having me. Uh, <laughs> yes. Maybe. <laughs> it depends. We might edit you out in post, as Ward likes to say. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, got, I sat all day and figured out the name for this podcast. What's that? Two Guys, a Girl, and a Podcast. Holy shit. I want to tell you something right now. If I took <laughs> the screen, that's what I called it. I called it that. Two guys, a girl, and a podcast. I shit you not. I edit. I did the website already. At episode zero three four, two guys, a girl, and a podcast. That's cute. Uh, that would I be am- a good show. Well, that's that's basically a spoof on the the short lived TV show, Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. Right. And uh, I thought of that too. I said that's a great name for a show. We're calling it that. I don't care what we say in the show. And then, of course, Ward's like thinking the same thing. So. Either that or, or, or the devil's threesome. Well, I don't want to be considered part of a devil. Well, you know what a devil's threesome is, right? <laughs> no. You know it, oh, Ward, would you like to tell her what a devil's threesome is? No, I would not. Okay, <laughs> a devil's threesome is a menage a trois with two men, a.k.a. the oh. horns. Oh. <laughs> no okay. comment? Uh, no, <laughs> what am I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> As long as I'm in the caboose, I don't care. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That's the- Once again, we're going to go with TMI. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else might be TMI? Uh, Lindsay Lohan. No, that was terrible. Anyway. <laughs> Fuck you too. Uh, apparently, Lindsay Lohan may dance topless for money. There's a uh, peep show in um, – Las Vegas that is coming on with uh, uh, you. Remember, you guys remember Mel B from the Spice Girls? Was yeah. that the? I think that was the black girl, wasn't she? Yeah, that was Scary oh, Spice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Scary Spice is going. It has this peep show thing going on in uh, 
Vegas, and apparently Lindsay went and was talking to the producer. They flew her out the whole nine yards, and now she's saying, well, you know, if, if the money's right, I'll do it. You know, but not as a full-time gig, you know, just do like a guest appearance type thing. You know, she's really struggling for money. You know, apparently she was living off of the, her lesbian girlfriend, uh, what's, what was her name, Samantha Rosington, Ros, Rosen, Rosen? I have no clue. Whatever. <laughs> but she's a DJ, and apparently Lindsay was living off of her. They split up. Now she's just like, oh, I, I got to get money. You know, so that that's the only thing that she has the ability to cash in on is her name. So it looks like that's what she's going to be doing or trying to do. Well, you know, the sad thing is, though, is many years ago when she was like, you know, 18, 19, I probably would have, you know, paid good money to see her topless. But nowadays she's she's worn torn. Well, not only that, she if you've seen any recent pictures of her, she she looks skeletal. Um I I think that uh, there were rumors before that she had problems with anorexia and whatnot. And I mean, there was a a picture just last week that I saw where she had this like backless dress on and you could see ribs. I mean, (laughs) you you could play the xylophone. She was, she's, she's not real, uh, not real healthy looking. No, no. She 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 looks a lot older than she is too. If you've seen her face lately, and I think well, she's pretty much shown everything already through um, TMZ and everything like that. That we've already seen it. Why do you need to pay to see it? I yeah, would, I don't know. Well, th- there are people that would go and watch it in Vegas because number one, it's probably not going to be that an expensive, you know, that expensive of a show. You know, basically Vegas is where all careers go to die. Right. Um, so, you know, you, you probably get to, to see it for 12 bucks. It's, it's cheaper than a hooker. Oh, well, it is cheaper than a hooker. I mean, but who really yeah. wants it? Yeah, but who? <laughs> but still. I don't know what the rates are for the hookers. I don't know, but at least you get a hand job from a hooker. You do? Not for 12 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know where you shop. I, I guess in New Jersey they do go for 12. Well, I carry a discount card. I have the Costco card. Oh, okay. Oh, you get it, you know, it's like a punch card. After every 10, you get one free. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Like, a, like, you know, like anyone wants to see uh, Lindsay Lohan naked, you'd rather see somebody else naked like, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know, anybody? <laughs> who, who, you'd, you'd want to see almost anybody else naked over Lindsay Lohan nowadays. Well, you know, it, it's kind of sad, though, at the same time, because it, it's like the uh, – you know, it, it's very similar to, you know, the, the stuff that happened with Britney Spears. These people are, are in the midst of, of, of a breakdown of some sort. And, you know, it, it's bad enough, you know, she was living with this girl and, or you know, her lover, whatever you want to call it. They broke up and she has these, psych, you know, psychotic episodes. And, you know, it, it's really sad that places like TMZ and whatnot exploit the fact that, these people are having problems, you know, whereas if a normal person, you know, goes out, they have a relationship, they break up, whatever, you know, unless they go out and mutilate them, you don't know nothing about it. True. You know, it's, it's sad that these people get put under a micro, you know, microscope just because they had some sort of uh, success at some point in their life. I mean, Lindsay Lohan's only 22 or 23 years old. She's still very young. And she has been held to a standard that's, you know, oh my God, she's out drinking again. Uh-huh. Well, how many other 22-year-olds aren't? You know, it, it, it's like, so, you know, she she's out, she's having a good time. She makes a little bit of money, so she wants to go party. I don't care. I don't see why TMZ makes this huge uh, deal about it. I mean, if you if you look back on some of the, the other stars, you know, in history, for example, um, what's her name? Um, Drew Barrymore. Right. Drew Barrymore was in, in the clubs. She was in Studio 50, what, Studio 57, Studio 51? I don't know the number either. It, it was in, in New York. But she was, she was in there uh, 
drinking and, and doing coke when she was 14. With her mom. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, why do, do we expect these, these stars to be at a different, uh, at a higher standard? But just because they're famous doesn't make them any better, you know, or, or they're not even perceived, supposed to be perceived as any better. Now, I could see if you're talking about, I don't know, a priest, you know, one of these, you know, Jerry Falwell type guys that go out, you know, and, and they're preaching the word of God. And who, who was it? Jimmy Stewart or no? Jimmy Stewart. Swagger. <laughs> I knew it had an S in it. Give me a break. But. I mean, you know, he gets caught with a prostitute, and the first thing he comes out, and I have sinned. Well, yeah, because your picture's all over everything. Now, somebody that expects to be held at that high of a standard deserves that kind of scrutiny. But these young kids that are just nothing but actors and actresses, I don't see why they should be, you know, perceived as anything more than that. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. But the problem is, though, is these mistake, these decisions they're making now are affecting their career too. You know, well, it, at the same, but that goes back to my point. It wouldn't probably wouldn't affect their career if TMZ wasn't reporting it. But also, you have to look at a lot of these teen actors and actresses also have children that idolize them and look up to them, and when they screw up and it's publicized, then our our children think, oh. It's okay to do that. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, you're, you're talking about making a role model of a 20 year old. That's not, you know, the, you know, same thing. I mean, all this crap with Miley Cyrus, it's the same thing. Right. While she's expected to, to be, you know, Disney wants her to be a role model for all these other kids. The bottom line is she's still 16 years old. She's or 17, whatever she is, and she's going to still do insane crap because she's 17 years old and has money, mm-hmm. you know, and there's other 17 year olds out there that don't have money or even the ones that do the, the you know, the, the children of, of these, you know, other superstars, they go out and, they, and, and they're complete morons and nobody hears about it. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I guess it, it's the price you pay for being a celebrity, but at, at the same time, I don't think it's right. Definitely it's not right. I mean, what else can you say about it? But, you know, speaking of not right, you know, I, I definitely don't want to see uh, Lindsay Lohan naked. You know who else I sure as hell wouldn't want to see naked is Cloris Leachman. Speaking of 400-year-old pussies. Oh, God. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. In, Eng- in England, a funeral director found a perfectly preserved 400-year-old cat stuck behind one of the walls in his cottage while they were stripping the walls in the bathroom to to redo it uh they weren't sure if the animal either crawled back there and got stuck and died or if it was put back there by one of the uh past residents to scare off evil spirits well it does look like cloris leachman actually if you zoom in on the picture it 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 does you just got to kind of imagine a, a wig on it but other than that yeah well, the funny thing is, GoodAverageJoeShow.com, you can check this out. It doesn't look like it was it, – I think it was killed – it was dead and they put it back there because it didn't look like it was trying to escape. I mean it, it almost looked like it was like sprinting like a dinosaur from like Jurassic Park or something. I don't know. It kind of – from what I read, it looked like maybe it had crawled in there and got stuck. That's exactly what I said if you were listening to me. What do you mean? You know, you said you don't think that it died in there. I know, but the article said that, and I read that. But I'm kind of wondering, though, because, you know, you'd figure anything that's buried for 400 years, you know, is going to, I don't know, kind of just decay. How how the hell did the skin stay on it? Well, that's the thing. How how does how does something naturally get mummified? I don't I don't know that. You know, the mummies of uh, ancient Egypt and whatnot they they mummify them themselves. You know, I think they put chemicals or whatever in them. Yeah, I mean, it was basically embalming for the you know, all this, intents and purposes. I mean, this cat you thought would rot away. You know, there should be you know parts of it that are you know holes in it that worms got to and whatnot. This just oh, it looks just like a very skinny cat with no hair. It looks like Dr. Evil's cat. Yes. You are correct. Exactly. It, it, I don't know. I saw this story today. I was like, what in the hell is going on with this? 
But I did like the one comment where it said the four hundred count or the four hundred year old cat looked better than the funeral director at forty two. Well, he, well, he is British, and those people, yeah, they don't, don't age well. well. <laughs> yeah, Let, let's not pick on the, the British. Oh, by the way, Chris, Chris out there, uh, you're the British guy that listens to the show. I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend you. <laughs> but, but you know, you hear stories of stuff like this. Not, I, I don't think I remember ever hearing a dead animal story, but you hear stories of money found in walls and other things found in walls, but. This I, I was thinking of this today as I was reading this article. I, there was a movie I saw many years ago, and I couldn't tell you the name of it. Anyone does, talk at AverageJoeShow.com. Um, they put a cat behind a wall, a living cat, for some reason, like a horror movie. And I guess the cat had babies, and like the babies broke out and ate the owner or something like that. It was a really fucked up movie. But that's what it looks like. It looks like one of those type of horror movie cats. Uh, Apparently, yeah. you're the only one who'd seen that. Yeah. Could, it, could it have been like Pet Cemetery or something? No, no, no. I think it was older than that. I mean, like the '70s. Weird shit. I don't. Uh, know. Attack I don't. of the Killer Cats. I don't know, but no. I'll, t- I, I, I'll tell you one thing, Teresa. I bet you that cat probably had a lot of poo going on back there. And um, yeah, I came Once up again. It, yeah, I was oh, come on. on my way. I was on my way. But never mind. Fuck you. I don't hear anybody else doing segues. Well, I was going to say, speaking of things that should be found in a bathroom, did you hear about the five-year-old student Apple Valley Elementary? I just lost my job. I just lost my job (laughs) on this show. That is the best segue. Yeah. Damn it. I hate you. I I thought it was pretty good. Good. I was waiting to have you stop talking so I could do it. But anyway, um. (laughs) five-year-old at Apple Valley Elementary in Yakima, Washington. He got sent home with a little package from his kindergartner, his kindergarten teacher. His father is still in shock over what he brought home. I guess um, his son's kindergarten teacher had bagged up a piece of human feces and stuck it in his son's backpack, and his wife found the stinky mess. And there was a note attached that said, this little... Ward, can you keep your wife quiet? That's not me. Yeah. This, these are mine. This little turd was on the floor in my room. What the fuck is up with teachers? This little turd was on the floor in my room. I guess the son had an accident. And instead of her picking it up off the floor and throwing it in the toilet, she packaged it up in a Ziploc bag and sent it home with the child. Well, the, the other thing is, if you notice the note, she even dated it. Yeah. <laughs> and this is something I think that my daughter's um, preschool teacher would do. Not her preschool teacher, her speech therapist. R- remember, Corey, I've told you about all the notes that she's come home with? Yes. Mm. Teachers are crazy. If there's any teachers out there, I'm sorry. Maybe you're not, but this woman is. Well, yeah, that's that goes off the deep end. I mean, you know, one of the things that you you struggle with, especially kids that age, is self-esteem. And nothing is going to kick a kid in the head quicker than, you know, something like that. You know, especially if the teacher uh, made fun of them you know, in front of the, the kids or whatever, you know, it's just, that's wrong. That's wrong uh, on so many levels. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, do these teachers um realize that, you know, that if you do something even remotely, not across the straight, straight down the middle, according to the regulations, you know, there's someone's going to get on your ass. Who the hell in their right fucking mind would do something even close to this? Well, not only that, but then sent him on the bus with fecal matter, which is hazardous. I I just could not imagine. What about all the other children that might have been exposed to it if they would have opened up the backpack and started playing with what's in the baggie? I mean, you've got five-year-olds here. <laughs> Think about it. Five-year-olds. You know, I laugh, but you're right about it. You know, it's, 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 it's a toy. It's like, ugh. Well, I mean, that's how typhoid gets passed. Interesting. You know, I didn't know that. I didn't either. There, there you go. I, I, I like to impart a little bit of knowledge every week. 
Now you know where typhoid comes from. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm going to go back. I want you to go back and listen to the last 33 episodes and tell me what little bit of knowledge you've enlightened us with every freaking week. Just my opinions are enlightening. But now I, I've, I, I've actually taught something. I have I, imparted wisdom. Um, oh, praise the great Lord Ward. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay, Teresa, let's segue. Go ahead. I'd like, it, I'd like it if you'd start every show like that. That'd be interesting. You know, I haven't insulted you for the last several weeks, so you better shut your mouth. Well, you know, it's funny. If teachers aren't in the news, you know, enough with the sex offense and, and you know, having sex with children and everything. Uh-huh. What about other professions that might have similar issues? Okay, that's kind of a weak segue. I was gonna yeah, go Yeah, you know, I was trying. I was gonna go with something, you know, speaking of poop and farts and stuff like that, Domino's is in the news still. I don't know. Yeah. Either either way it wouldn't have worked. I, but I was I was gonna go with the poopy side of it. Anyway, yeah, I'll let um, you I'll let you stick with your regular job of segue. Well, you can have a podcast of your own then. Anyway, right. um uh, po- uh, the podcast Domino's, if we all remember we were talking about Domino's where these jackasses were filming themselves farting and blowing their nose and doing stupid stuff to pizzas and, of course, lost their job. And the place had to be sanitized because of these numb nuts. Well, the woman who filmed herself and her jackass co-worker, uh, apparently the 32-year-old idiot, a 31-year-old idiot, she's one of the 32-year-old idiot too, she is a registered sex offender because she had a four-month relationship with a teenage girl. Fucking genius. Aren't these people idiots? But it doesn't say how old she was at the time. No, but she had. Well, I'm I'm looking through the article. It doesn't say. It, it you doesn't know, give a year or anything. I mean, I mean, you you could probably look it up and find out, but it's just. It, it, well, she probate. Well, she was also she was on probation for two years. So obviously, it's more than two years ago because it sounds like she's out of probation. Sixty day j- jail time, fine nineteen hundred forty one dollars. You know, if if you're a sex offender in any way, shape, or form, whether you did it or not, you're going to try to stay low on the radar. Wait, wait, wait. August 3rd, 2006 and December 1st of 2006 is when they had the Engaging Sex Act. Okay, so that was four years ago. She's 31. uh, 31. 27. Yeah, she would have been 27 with a 14-year-old. That's... That's disgusting. Yeah. But just... Well, that that's the the reason for the uh the, the uh charges. Well, yeah, but I mean it's you know, it's not like the girl was 14 and she was 16 and and the age of consent was 16 in the state or whatever like that, you know. Yeah, it, it's it, it's still wrong. I oh, mean, no matter how you look at it, it's wrong. Oh, I agree. I agree with you, but you know, there's something obviously mentally wrong with her, first of all, if you're videotaping yourself. But, you know, most of your sex offenders, they, they try to disappear if they can. I mean, obviously they can't because they have to be registered. But they don't do anything to have people notice them. Well, at the same time, I don't think this moron thought that her putting, you know, that video on YouTube would create such a shitstorm for him. And, and that's what it did. You know, I, and it's one of them things where, okay... You did this dumbass thing. What other dumbass things have you done in your past? Had it not, and this goes back to what I said before about, um, you know, celebrity. You, she became a celebrity because she did something stupid, and then it's like, okay, well, while while we got this stupid celebrity, let's see what else there is in the past. Dig, dig, dig. Oh, wait a second here. As soon as I type her name in, it comes up as she's a sex offender. Well, that you know, that's modern technology nowadays. You know, it's just a couple clicks of a of, of a keyboard and a click of a mouse, and you can find out the whole history of somebody. It's just what a fuck. Well, I don't. I don't think these people were too smart to begin with. I mean, she's thirty one years old. The guy was thirty two. Picking your nose and putting it in food—that's something that you'd expect from a fourteen to sixteen year old, not a thirty one or thirty two year old. And that's why she's having sex with fourteen year olds. Well, that goes back to she's a moron. Yeah, or she's not all there, slow in the smarts well, department. I don't know, well, but did you did you guys see the video? No. That they did. Well, 
I mean, you hear her talk, and she is the atypical slack-jawed yokel. (laughs) I mean, you hear her, and she sounds like, you know, she's trying to demonstrate that she can read, so she pulls up this book. uh, What was it called? Um, It was Tori Spelling's book. And I think it was called Storytime or something. I think you're right. Something like that. And and she couldn't pronounce story time. And it's like and, and it and it was like she was trying to make it like she was this intellectual. And it's like you know, and she's trying to be the intellectual while she's filming a guy picking his nose. <laughs> Whatever. Well, first of all, if you're talking about Tori's spelling book, you're not an intellectual. No. Well, you know, I I think she was trying to prove the fact that she could read, and I don't think that she proved that fact. I, I, in fact, I challenge her to it. I don't think that she read that. No, it's probably too advanced for her. Yeah, she, she's, she should stick to Clifford. <laughs> Clifford, yeah. I don't know if that, that might be a little advanced for her. She needs the books. Dr. Where, Seuss. Yeah. Cat that's, hat. that's about it. Well, you know, Domino's Pizza, you know, unfortunately got a bad mark for this, but uh, they might have a good way to advertise themselves with business cards. Yeah. Uh, apparently there's a, there's a company out there that you can order business cards on meat. <laughs> and re- what they do is they, they start with 100% beef jerky and they sear your contact information into it with a 150 watt CO2 laser. I, I think that's awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I can see going to a, 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 a you know, like a symposium or something, and you're you're meeting all these, you know, big important people, and you start handing out chunks of beef jerky with your name on it. That gets you remembered. I mean, that, but that's after what... you eat it, then they're not going to remember you. <laughs> well, they might remember if you're sitting on the shitter later in the. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you're not going to remember the number to call the person. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I mean, it, it's all about appearance, you know. And you, what they say is. You know, you make your decisions on somebody, you know, uh, on the first impression. And if the first impression to somebody is them handing you a a chunk of meat with their name inscribed on it, you're pretty much going to remember them. Well, yeah. I think. That's that's my personal opinion on that. But the, um, the, uh, you know, one thing I do like about the internet and there's websites out there that the business cards, the the business cards nowadays aren't your traditional little two by three inch business cards, white with black printing. You know, they got all these different types and this is just another way to advertise your business, especially if you're into a a food business, obviously it's, I'll tell you one thing. I'd probably remember more information on a business card made out of meat than I would on a regular piece of paper card. Sure. Because it's different. That is the key. I mean, anything you're marketing that's what you look for is different. Definitely look for something that's different, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, hey, hey, here's my business card. By the way, you can eat it afterwards. Hey, you know, you would... sure write all the information down first. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're going to remember it if you swallow it. <laughs> and you're not going to be able to retrieve it after you do. Well, True. you might be able to, but uh, you'd have to put the pieces back together yourself. Oh. Well, you know... The last, let's just, I don't know, fuck the segues. <laughs> last story, text messaging. Yeah. Um, how would you like to receive it, uh, your divorce through text? A uh, Saudi man has divorced his wife by text message. And I guess the Saudis only require that a man say, or text, say, or whatever, I divorce you three times. And under that law, a man can divorce his wife. I, like I wonder that if it one. works the other way around. No, I no. know it does not. It never does. No. Not over there. No, the, the the woman has absolutely no say in the matter. the The man is the whole. Th- I mean, that's why they have harems and whatnot, and they can no, they can just say, I, I'm, "We're done." And I and if that would work here. Uh, no, because over there, you know, when they say, okay, we're divorced, it's not, okay, well, we're going to split property. We're going to do this. We're going to do, no, none of that stuff happens. It's all right. We're done. Great. Get out. 
It's not, you're going to get the house and I'm going to get the, you know, and you're going to get this much alimony and get out. And that's the way it is. So that would never work here. Kind of seems easier their way. Oh, it does. But I mean, (laughs) it, it, it it would never happen because, you know, I mean, well, take for example, Mel Gibson, you know, him and his wife just split up. His net worth is $900 million and she's going to get 450 of that. $450 $450 million. And she wants him to pay uh, her lawyer's fees. <laughs> Which I think is uh, insane. I know. Uh, well, down get... here, we've got Hulk Hogan and, well, Terry Bollea and Linda Bollea that are going through their divorce, and it's nasty. I mean, she's got an 18-year-old that's living with her, and, you know, Hogan's expected to pay for him to be on their car insurance. So just in case he pulls a Nick, he's covered. That, that's just totally, I mean, we talked about that story last week where he came out and said that he understood OJ. Oh yeah. And, and I kind of, I kind of feel bad for him. I mean, if, if it was me, get the hell away from her, go to another state. I mean, it's not like you don't have money, you know, take the money you got and get the hell out. But from what I heard, she's, not only suing him for half of all the money he made, she wants a cut of all of his future earnings too. Exactly. Uh, now, I don't know how much future earnings he's going to have because he's in his 60s mm-hmm. and a professional wrestler. How much do you think he's going to make? Well, well, here's the thing. Does he own his, trade, his trademark, his likeness, all that stuff? I don't think so. If the, the, I'm assuming the WWE probably owns a good chunk of him in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I would imagine. I, I would think so because they they created Hogan. So no, they, no, they didn't. No, no, he came. Hulk Hogan came f- to the WWWF. That's how long ago it was, and it was he was uh, from the AWA. Okay. So I think he may own Hulk Hogan, but. He, he may might. own the name because a lot of them don't because when he left the WWE or it was WWF at the time and he went to uh, WCW or something like that. Yeah, he was still able to call himself Hulk Hogan. And he still calls himself Hulk Hogan. So, yes. But they, you know, they might have a chunk of him. You never know. They, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, th- there was a report that he's only worth like $10 million. I, you know, and you'd yeah. think that Hulk Hogan, who basically through the 80s owned – the WWF that he'd have a little more than that. Yeah, so but, I don't but you, know what you know. And I know, you know, and I know Vince McMahon probably owned him though. Oh you know, yeah. He owned his name, but Vince McMahon probably owned his likeness and everything. And he, his residuals off of that was probably minimal. Oh yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And you know, the, you know, he, he was the number one draw in the, in the eighties for, you know, uh, professional wrestling. If if anybody said to you anything about professional wrestling, the first name out of your mouth is Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he was basically synonymous with uh, professional wrestling. Yeah, he came up when the WWF was coming up. It was the per- it was the perfect marriage right there. But uh, yeah, you know, he he can't be worth a lot of money for th- three simple words. Hogan knows best. I love that show. You. you- if he was if he was rich enough, I mean rich enough, and he wasn't greedy, he wouldn't have done that show. Now I don't I don't know if if it was it may have been greedy, but I mean you look at the the Osbournes. He was living they were living in a mansion in California. Ozzy Osbourne has more money than than cents, which is pretty freaking apparent. <laughs> so what, like ten dollars, twelve dollars? Yeah, but I mean no, he I mean he's loaded. There's absolutely no reason that uh, that they did it other than Sharon is into making money. She keeps pushing him out on Ozfest, and he's you know he could barely walk. And they got a new show coming out too. Yeah, they well, do. I, I I don't know if if that's gonna well, be if that was a series or what. It was some kind of a variety show, but it was only on once. Oh, it was. I, yeah, because yeah. I thought Fox canceled it because a lot of people or somebody didn't want it on their stations or. I don't know. Yeah, there was some station in in, uh, in Ohio that didn't even show it because they said that the uh, that it was inappropriate for kids. 
Mm-hmm. That it, it was like at nine o'clock at night, and the, the young kids were still up. Now, I don't think that number one that it's the TV station's job to censor anything for me. You know, as a parent, if I don't want some one of my kids to see something, I don't let them watch it. Right. You know, I mean, you're. It's basically they're looking for the nanny state. And, oh, well, you know, the, the government's going to protect us from this. And, you know, and that's just ridiculous. You know, if, if as a parent, if you don't want your kid to watch something, you turn it off. You make that, that conscious decision or your, your kid might be advanced enough that he could handle or understand the humor or whatever. And you're OK with it. That should be your call as a parent. It well, shouldn't be the it shouldn't be the the whatever TV station making a uh, decision, you know, a moral decision on my behalf. Well, there's two tiers to this. The TV station has nothing to do with it. it's the FCC saying here's our here's our guidelines. But the FCC let it on the air. Let's, that's what I'm saying. FCC lets it on the air. But the but there are networks that will not put shows on because they don't think it's appropriate for. Their, their audience, unfortunately. And, and that's my point. I mean, that, that is what, I mean, if, if it's not, you know, nudity or, you know, vulgar language or whatever. All right. If it, if it passes the FCC test and the FCC says, yes, it can go on the air. I don't see where any TV station should be my moral barometer. Well, there was a show it was a short-lived show called Book of David. Came out about a year and a half, two years ago. It was about a, it was like a, a a preacher or one of those religious guys with a family, and it was basically kind of like Seventh Heaven, but like everyone's really fucked up in the head. And it was an NBC show, and a lot of the NBC net affiliates wouldn't show the show. So you know what the show did? They went to the other channels. Well, hey, if 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 the the Boston market NBC doesn't want to show it, let's see if the CW will show it or Fox shows it. So that could have been an option there too. Well, there's a lot of them that, that have done that. I mean, Scrubs did it. NBC, for whatever reason it was, decided that they weren't going to renew Scrubs. And ABC said, well, we'll take it. You know, And, and there's a ton of shows that are on uh, USA that are actually done by NBC, like uh, Monk mm-hmm. and Psych and whatnot. They're all done by House. They're all done by NBC, but Fox carries House. Well, and USA carries the reruns. Right. But th- there's no different. I mean, NBC actually owns it and, and sells the rights. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's, it's, it's this cross-pollination nowadays because you can't – there's too many channels out there. You can't compete with everybody, so you might as well just join in, you know. But, um, there, but you, know, you know, Scrubs was a good show because, you know, the contract was up so they could leave. There was a show on Fox many years ago called Titus, if you guys remember the show Titus. Uh Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I listened. I heard this uh, after 52 episodes or so. The show was canceled by Fox. Titus wanted to take the show to another network. Guess what? Fox owned the show for a certain amount of time after it was canceled. They had like a three or four year contract with it. The show was canceled like two and a half seasons in. Guess what? They sat on the show and let it rot so no one else would want it. Well, that that, sucks. That, well, I mean, that goes back to, you know, the contract that these people sign. I mean, look at, I mean, and this goes back some time, but look at uh, Gilligan's Island. All right. When Gilligan's Island first came out, those people got paid next to nothing. You know, they, they weren't superstars or whatever. And they did Gilligan's Island for, I think it went four seasons or five seasons. Something. It, went, it went for, uh, it went for three seasons, 98 episodes. It was canceled for the fourth season because Gunsmoke was going to go off the air. And they said, no, we're keeping Gunsmoke on. Okay. Sorry, so, TMI. No, no, no. That's great information. Because then what happened was, it. I mean, there was a time when it was on reruns every day, and there was nothing in their contract. Well, there was something in their contract. I hate to tell you this. I feel like I know everything on Gilligan's Island. Um, they got residuals for the first six ep- first six repeats. Okay. So that's yeah. nothing, that was nothing, obviously. I mean, so so that was done by not, they were. They were not getting any money after, we'll say, 1972. All right. But then, I mean, for a while there, TBS showed it four or five times a day. Oh, yeah. Uh, Another one's MASH. None of those guys on MASH 
get any. And and Mash was one of those shows. It was the first show I can remember that was in syndication while it was still on the air. Yeah, and, and none of the actors. In fact, I watched a. There was a, a show called. Uh, Oh, what was it? it? It it basically was the Mash reunion show, and they had all these right. guys, and they were all saying the same thing. We didn't get paid for any of the uh, any of the syndication. You know, at that time, you signed the contract saying you're going to do this episode. You got paid for that episode, and that was it. Well, it's funny, as I'm sitting here with the TV on, and the show I'm watching on TV is the one that changed the rules for everything. Seinfeld. Well, kinda. It signed. It changed the rules for Seinfeld because he was the he owned everything. No, no, no. He was the producer. He was the producer. The you know everything. He what? owned that. That's why he that changed the rules because Kramer and them don't get any residuals for that stuff. No, but but listen, yeah, he owns it. He gets those rights. But as an actor, when he renewed his contract for that show, he said, "Here's what I want to do. I want to be able to get residuals for the rest of my life." If you sell this to everybody in the world, I want residuals. If this goes out on a, a video, I want residuals. And that's the way it worked. They negotiated the residuals in their contract. Now, granted, well, he owned part of the show, but this led to Friends, which, of course, you know, et cetera. That's the way it works from now on. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, I can understand that. You know, especially something like Friends, because all the characters are in there end up getting typecast. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like... Lisa Kudrow, I thought thought was extremely funny. She's quick witted and got a great sense of timing. But what has she done after Friends? Nothing. Yeah, she was you know minimal. And you, and and whenever you see her, what do you go? You go, hey, look, it's Phoebe. Exactly. Yeah. There are very few actors out there that can go from one show to another show and not be like, oh, I know that guy. He was on this show here. Very few. I think Jennifer Aniston was pretty much the only one out of that show that was able to do it. What did she do? She's done so many since the show. Well, she's, she's done, done quite done, a few movies. Yeah. yeah. She did The Breakup. She's done Marley and Me. Okay, what has she done that's been really big besides Marley and Me? The Breakup? The Breakup was huge, dude. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, it, awesome. it, it, yeah, it, it, it earned them a lot of money. I mean, she's not doing movies at the you know on the same scale as tom uh, hanks or, tom hanks or somebody yeah i mean it, it's a, and if you look back at, at tom hanks career tom hanks had some really crappy movies the 80s and, essentially between yeah. bachelor bachelor party and big well even before i mean the Splash, burbs the burbs joe versus the volcano yeah they were all crap and but then he hit with Forrest Gump, and then everybody said, oh, well, then he's a legitimate What the fuck guy. are you talking about? Dude, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Philadelphia came after Forrest Gump. Try again. Philadelphia. Came before. 92. Did first, it? first Academy Award. Second Forrest Gump nominated for Apollo 13 the next year. Boy, I'm a fucking loser today. <laughs> you you than, were just the, 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 the Tom North. Hanks font of knowledge. No, seriously. I mean, that was when his career was, like, on top of the world. You're like, oh, my God, this is... Tom, well, you couldn't watch anything without seeing Tom Hanks. You're like, wait a minute, that's the bosom buddy guy. But oh the, yeah, yeah. Well, did you, what was that other one he did that was just so stinking bad? Joe versus the volcano. No, 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 no. Volcano. It was after. After was it? Was it called Stranded? Oh, Castaway. Castaway. That was it. That was terrible. That was like one of the worst. And that one and the one where he spends like a month in, living in an airport. Monthly. Oh, oh, I didn't uh, see that. Oh, one. That's uh, I wouldn't see that one. That's the. Uh, it, it, it was bad too. He was. Is it stranded? No, no, not stranded. No, he just said stranded. Castaway. No, the other one was he was he was a tourist. He didn't have a passport or something. He couldn't leave. He couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So would that the, be the stranded? Con- no. Uh, no. Now the country he left basically dissolves, so his passport becomes no good. Oh, what the hell? It was like the the traveler or. Maybe something like that. I don't. I'm know. looking it up. I'm gonna please do because I'm trying to, but I. Yeah, I had to close a bunch of stuff to. Yeah, all your porn windows you had to close. Oh, talk about me, not you. Oh, I, I keep my porn windows open all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I need something to do when uh, I'm not talking to you guys. But uh, yeah. oh, I guess we need to keep talking. I was like the traveler, the 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 foreigner, the the. What the hell was it? 
I remember the film. I never got to see the it. The Terminal. The Terminal. Terminal. It yeah. was the something. We knew that. <laughs> yeah. That, that narrowed it down. Tom like, Hanks movies that start the. Yeah, the. Uh, the Terminal. The Forrest Gump. The Apollo 13. No, the Lady Killers. Oh, jeez. The Burbs. Are you? Don't sit there. We're not doing Wikipedia. Let's wrap yeah. up the show. The Bonfire of the Vanities. This Week in TV has been sponsored by Ward Miller. Ward Miller and Wikipedia.org. The website for everybody. IMDb. Oh, IMDb. Okay, that'll work. And speaking of which, Tom Hanks is coming. has the prequel to uh, The Da Vinci Code coming out soon. Yeah, the, what, what's that De- called? D- Demons and Angels? Angels and Demons. Okay, close enough. I, you were I was close. Right. Well, I was give right. You- We'll give you closer. Well, he also has Toy Story 3 in pre-production. I can't wait. That comes out in 2010. Oh, yeah. Shut up. I'm a Tom Hanks fan, and I like the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I think it's just you like the fact that his name's Woody. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. On that note, I want to thank everyone for listening to this week's show. Don't forget to check out our website. <laughs> averagejoeshow.com you can leave comments get the feeds all, all that good stuff there uh, I, I'm, I'm speechless now talk at averagejoeshow.com is the email twitter is averagejoeshow all one word of course check out Mr. Ward Miller at restaurantfoodfast.com it's a great show what's going on this week with you Ward? Um, we did a grilling episode and we're gr- we grilled uh, shrimp and asparagus Shrimp and ex- oh, I, I don't know if that sounds good or not. I'm not a fan of asparagus. Well, can you put asparagus on the grill? Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Definitely got to check out the show. We we well, it's a video show. You can watch our show. Oh, restaurantfoodfast.com. Yep, that episode the the grill episode gets posted uh, Sunday morning, so uh, you can check out out then. Um, yeah, we do it like with uh, uh, basically like kebabs. You, you mm-hmm. put shrimp and asparagus on a skewer, and you throw it on the grill. Mm-hmm. And he explains how to do it and stuff. It's it, it, it's really simple. It's really dead. simple. And, and that, that's what we go for, simple. And it's short episodes. You know, the stuff that they make is really quick. It's not like fancy two, three hours to prepare and cook. Oh, no, everything we basically do is real time. I, I make stop the cameras when uh, – you know, like if we're just frying something and we're waiting for it to finish frying, I'll I'll cut the camera just so that you don't have to sit and watch something cook. But you get, you know, the basis and we'll tell you, well, the, you know, we had the camera off for 10 minutes while this was finishing or whatever. So. Yeah, it's a great show. Check, yeah, check it out. Uh, Restaurant Food Fast. Please leave them comments and uh, whatnot. And, of course, check out Miss Teresa Aber with me every Wednesday night. At TalkDuo, TalkDuo.com, where we just basically sit around and shoot the shit about, I don't know, whatever the hell we feel like. We just go off on tangents. We start off with something, and it just goes on a crazy tangent. So, well, th- well, th- well, thank you, Teresa. We're, we're That's glad not we're- me. <laughs> yeah, that was mine. Not mine this time. Jesus Christ here. I'm, I'm with a bunch of dogs tonight. God, it reminds me. Animal Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mutual Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Uh, also, well, what? what? I just wanted to bring up that coming in June or July, possibly, um, there's going to be an Average Jane show in the works. Okay. I am not sure um, who my co-host is going to be yet. I have an idea, but um, there's some things that I need to iron out, and hopefully it'll be up and running by then. Yep. Uh, so, unfortunately, Ward, I I I offered her a a show. That's cool. She likes doing it. I you know you compliment her. I compliment her. I think she's doing great at it. And I you know after doing Average Joe show, I said let's do an Average Jane show. But I I need to find women and you know a woman that would want to actually be the host and be comfortable with it. And then one day a couple of weeks ago, I'm sitting at work and I'm like, hmm. I wonder if Teresa, and I'm like, all right, Teresa, you want to do? It? Oh, blah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think the uh, I think that Teresa adds another depth to the show, and I thought it was really cool that she came on today, and I, and I want to thank her, to, you know, for coming on. And it, a, a woman on the show gives us a different perspective, you know, and I think you know 
one way and, and everybody knows that women think totally opposite. So it, it's, it's a nice compliment to the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's funny because we have different perspectives on everything. So what you think is right is really wrong to us. <laughs> you, so, I'm glad you yeah. said to us. I'm glad you said to us. What's what, what you think is right is really wrong to you. Ah! Well, no, I mean, at least that way you understand, you know, what we're trying to say. Uh, we don't care what you're saying. We well, might no, want to care what your wife's saying. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing, and, and I've maintained this for my whole life. Men think analytically. To get to point C, I go to point B and then hit C. Women think circularly. Because if a woman ever starts telling you a story, she'll hit a tangent, go around <laughs> the tangent to come back to where she was. And you're like, how did we get here? There's, there's, no, there's no focus point. <laughs> I, know, I know exactly what you're thinking of, Teresa. Anal sex. No. Oh, I am. <laughs> How did Where you did that come from? <laughs> Corey's a woman because he just did the whole woman circular thing. How, did, did, I, how did you go to that? Anal sex. Well, I think it's it's just what he's thinking about. Oh. You know, it's like, okay, j- just think about what's on your mind. Well, we're talking about <laughs> thought patterns. Corey's talking about anal sex. Well, you mentioned Woody earlier, so I just, ugh. ugh. And he mentioned caboose before or uh, so so we got some subliminal things going on here <laughs> i think we we got to get dr freud involved i i, I want to get to see if we can get a shrink on the show next week and and they can analyze Corey's uh mental state yeah or, or sexuality or... <laughs> okay wow. i haven't had sex today okay can i have sex well i guess you're gonna go get you a 12 dollar hand job <laughs> He's got got one free, probably. I got two free hands, so I get two. <laughs> well, uh, the, the punch card's already been accepted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I want to thank everyone for being here tonight. I, I except for Ward and Teresa, because I'm not going to have anybody on the show next week. It's going to be me solo, just like my sex life. Um, make sure you check out the website, AverageJoeShow.com, TalkingAverageJoeShow.com, Twitter, AverageJoeShow. I want to thank all of you for spending a little bit of time with us, uh, using a little bit of your bandwidth to download the episode. We hope you come back again next week, and until then, have a good one. Bye. Uh-huh.